Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, They always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Comedy Arcade, part-friendly panel show, part vicious competition, where contestants fight with their best anecdotes on mystery topics generated through a trusty bingo ball. I'm Vince Layton, host of the show, Spirit of the Bingo Balls, and Games Master. Points will be awarded for originality, amusement value, and my general caprice and mood on the day. The contestant with the most points at the end of the game wins, but their opponents will be granted a few cheat codes along the way, just to keep it interesting. Right, welcome to Comedy Arcade. Um, I have three absolutely fabulous guests. I'm not going to go through the rules because I assume you've all read the emails. Yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. I love it when there's silence when I say that bit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It makes me feel really reassured. Um, I have a bingo ball full of very vague topics. If you've got a story for me on that topic, jump in. If you want to heckle someone else's story, that's fine. Um, It's an audio experience. So we're recording on Zoom because the world has ended. But um, Mm. for the people at home, if you're going to use a visual aid, you're going to need to describe it. So um, with that in mind, let me introduce my guests. Um, My first guest is the absolutely brilliant Sam White, who is my absolute Twitter hero. We've known each other for years and years and years. And I've basically had to develop a whole podcast to get on a Zoom call with you. So hello, Sam. (laughs) you i'm really excited to be here thank you this is a, like such a super fun thing to be doing every day. It it's, mm. it's a good monday night um and um, just below sam in the zoom window we've got the amazing american dream molly Melshine. how are you good thanks now that you called me the american dream i mean i fled so i guess that is the american dream <laughs> <laughs> london now i have health care that i can afford without having to mortgage my house so yeah, it's great to be here. I mean, you are the American dream living the best that Britain's got to offer, frankly. <laughs> Absolutely. Even when we're all pale and sad, we're like, we've got the NHS. So, it's- <laughs> <laughs> And people don't poop in the streets as much. Yeah, it's not totally eradicated in Britain, but not yeah. as much. Uh- not by you, maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remind us where you're dining in from, Sam. <laughs> yeah, uh- not one of the better parts of Manchester. <laughs> Less salubrious. Less salubrious. <laughs> and representing all men um, today. Like the, wow. Like the reverse of a TV panel show. We have Paul <laughs> McCaffrey. How are you doing? I'm all right, thanks. Thanks for having me. Lovely to be here in my house. I know. You're welcome. <laughs> um, thanks. thanks. Thanks for having me. 
<laughs> right, without further ado, let's let's go on the balls then. Um, you're going to enjoy this. It's a really very soothing sound. Ready? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, and the ball is the worst job you've ever had. I thought that was a motorbike. It <laughs> sounded like grease too. <laughs> the, the, the thinking woman's um, favourite grease, that as well. Grease oh, too. what a film. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I haven't watched it though because I'm scared it won't stand up to. You've not seen Grease too. Not, not, not recently. I don't want to rewatch oh. it because I don't want it to not be as good as I remember it. Or for me, as a newly woke person, to disapprove of it in some. Oh way. yeah, well there is that for Twitter capital. Yeah, mm. I wouldn't be able to resist, even though my heart wasn't in it. I'd have to tweet about it. Um... Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, worst <laughs> jobs. Who who's had a bad job? <laughs> I had a pretty bad job. I grew up on the Jersey Shore. Which, if you guys have ever heard of it, it's... Um, I don't like know. what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, it's basically like Ibiza, but um, without money, I think what I would say. I don't know. Sounds There's, amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Ibiza without money. Some people have money. Long story short, I my job was to rake the beach every morning. And so every it was from the time I was 14 years old, I'd wake up at 7am and I had to wear the ugliest uniform that gave me terrible tan lines, which was like a huge concern, obviously, because I was 14. <laughs> I was like, I can't have pale upper arms. So I would have to just go and be I would be hungover as shit. And I would be raking the beach and like 14. Uh, yeah. It Good, good, is good this work. Why you, that's, how we, yeah. that's how we do it on the Jersey Shore. This is why you're worried about people shitting in the street. <laughs> exactly. I would be from. picking up like used condoms, used tampons, and I had to like put them all in a garbage bag. It was terrible. And the boss of it was my history teacher who was, he would just scratch his balls all the time in front of all of the students in school and at the beach cleaning job. And he would make up historical facts. I caught him making things up. And anyway, I got fired for sleeping in the dunes on the job. <laughs> that was my worst. Can a... I just say at this point, Molly, I can see why you moved to Britain. Like you're hung over a shit at 14. I know exactly the place for you. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Uh... Just, um, oh God, I hate to ask this. That, um, this might be a really stupid question. Does the beach not self-clean? Does like the tide You're not You're thinking of fit? vaginas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All those nice ovens. Um. No, you, so in most towns, they had a machine, like I guess like a beach Zamboni that would clean the beach. But in my town, they were like, let's create jobs for teenagers because we all know how teenagers love manual labor. So they decided not to get the the beach cleaning cars and instead they just made us do it oh to instill can, a can work I just ethic check. lovely am i the only person here uh, other than molly that's hearing the word zamboni for the first time i'm an ice hockey fan so i have heard of that before i picked the oh, most man. obscure sport you could follow um because there weren't any other women there so it was like shooting fish in a barrel it was a dating play <laughs> back when i was 18 and then i got surprisingly into it and um, became, great word. became undateable, frankly. By a... <laughs> <laughs> There's a small well, subsection of, of men to whom you are basically The, gone, uh, the so ice hockey fun. players in the British League, very accessible. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> 
any other bad jobs? That is a strong opening salvo. <laughs> oh man, I've had so many bad jobs. I worked at a bulb farm where they sacked me. What? Right, bulbs as in bulbs that you like bulbs? which flowers grow. Oh no, no, yeah, no, no. All right, cool. And my job was to sit on a conveyor belt as they went past and pick stones out so that when they were packaged oh, to sell. How and they sacked, sacked me. That? How shit must I have been? <laughs> this is like a. It's one of those jobs where you, when you try and fall asleep at night, you close your eyes and you could still see the conveyor belt going for like eight <laughs> hours. I was fifteen. This oh, is... I'm sure it's been outlawed by now. This is a theme. What was this like? Yeah. <laughs> the 1912s or something? Oh, no, exactly. Like a Victorian workhouse. <laughs> I was there in my top hat and like knicker blocker shorts. <laughs> What's like Oliver Twist? Like, turned what? up on a penny farthing. <laughs> Were none what? of the chimney sweep agents in <laughs> What was the tulip craze? Was that like the 18th century? Because that would have been so lucrative then. Know, you know, when yeah. it, it like the whole world went mad for for bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> There's such a strong Crazy theme days. with comedians being sacked from really low-skilled jobs, though. Every time I ask this, it's like oh. I was sacked on my first day from well, like shoveling like cat repellent or something. Conversely, another job an awful job that I had I worked for a pest control company where I basically would drive around from town to town looking for buildings that had bird shit on them <laughs> and then and then I would basically go in and try and sell them bird proofing you know you see those like spikes that's yeah. on windowsills yeah. to stop birds so basically I used to drive around looking for buildings with bird shit and I generated so much work it was a four-week contract in the first two weeks and they were like we, we, we don't need you anymore <laughs> We are literally up to our eyes in bird shit. <laughs> so you've given us two examples at two ends of the spectrum there where you've done a job too well. I know. <laughs> too badly. What can I say? Oh, uh, if, if you want it balancing up, I have a job I was really bad at. Um, yes. When I was working in, in, I was working in a really good, nice and worthy organisation. And and I don't know if you've seen um, how you can sometimes have a conference room with a collapsible wall down the middle. Oh, yeah. And yeah. there's like a foot long key that means that makes the, you know, it means you can either have two spaces or one large space. And in any case, like it's two foot long and metal, this thing. Um, and anyway, I lost that. So, <laughs> so I rendered two rooms absolutely unusable. And <laughs> what, wait, so what was your job? Were you I, I was the like, partition? I, standing <laughs> just setting up the rooms for use the next day and that day it is i'd needed to uncollapse the wall and the following day they needed two rooms but they were not able to have two rooms because i lost the thing that made the wall work oh no but like the thing is it never turned up it's like it's two foot long and it's metal like where have i lost that like where could i conceivably have put that that it never ever turned up so that went well at least she didn't come across it at home like oh shit uh <laughs> <laughs> just stuck yeah. it in my back pocket <laughs> <laughs> well that was a, that was a strong round um everyone's had shit jobs or been shit at jobs lovely um right Ooh. right and the ball is meeting famous people obviously we don't count <laughs> you can't use this as an example but um who has met a famous person and it's gone well anyway well or badly oh i could do you badly excellent <laughs> that's the one i always hope for <laughs> uh, my partner at his graduation 
the like guest of honor was princess anne and all the graduates had to line up and you will have to sort of bow to her because that's i don't know because royalty and deference or something um and he's quite severely dyspraxic so as he bowed to her he sort of stumbled forward and through no fault of his own really ended up with his face in princess anne's crotch (laughs) (laughs) wow that's forward <laughs> and he, he's, he's an avowed anti monarchist and everything, but he was so apologetic. And in his graduation picture, because this is obviously in front of all these people he's been studying with for years, and he's just got in his graduation picture, he's not smiling at all, and he's just got this thousand yard stare. Oh, just thinking about uh, what he's done. In front of well, all my peers and betters, I've just got my face. In Princess Anne's crotch. Well, if she was, if she, if he was a horse, she would have thanked him. So, <laughs> woo, girl. <laughs> she loves horses. She horseback rides. Not in a sexy way. We, oh, as far as we oh, know. it's always a bit in a sexy. Way. I mean, that's it's your opinion. People, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. In a kind of similar vein, I used to do banqueting, um, like I was banqueting staff at the Grosvenor House on Park Lane. So like they, it was like a ca- casual, yeah. get booked for the, and um, I did the conservative winter ball. <laughs> oh, you're one um, of those comedians. And I had to, no, 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 no absolutely, absolutely not. <laughs> Let me just make that perfectly clear. But um, so I had to go in, you just basically, whatever it was, some days it would be like a corporate thing. And it just so happened that this day it was, I'd been taking ecstasy uh, the <laughs> night before. And I went in and they said, uh, I had to stand next to Norma and John John Major was pr- uh, prime minister at the time oh, for champagne. So they were receiving the guests as they came in and I had to stand there. Firstly, he's fucking massive, <laughs> which I was just not ready for. He doesn't strike, he's about yes. six foot five. And I'm quite a short man, so I'm sort of stood there coming down off a pill with a tray of champagne, just like, this is incredibly uh, surreal. I imagine the champagne's quivering if you're on a come down. Yeah, just sort of like, didn't know which way was up, which way was down, but um, yeah, that was pretty weird. Yeah, that wasn't your worst job. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, there were snipers on the roof. When we turned up for work, you had to go through about three different security sort of checks before you got in and there was there was snipers appointed all around the roof of the And you got in. I got in, yeah. You got in. Of course like, I did. Off your tits. Like fair play, what is your secret? <laughs> were, I don't think they were checking to see if people were off their tits. Yeah. <laughs> How are his Hold pupils? on a second. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like, I think they were probably checking for sort of guns. Nightclub bouncer style, like, oh he's had enough, take him home. Uh, <laughs> you slit the security. Checking for tapping a pill. feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine. Um but you got through it. Did you get paid at the end? Nobody noticed. Nobody noticed. No. It's just all in your head. It was just all in my head. All in my drug addled head. (laughs) (laughs) Molly, what's your um, celebrity sighting? So Kendall Jenner, I don't know if you guys know who she is. Yeah. She's like the, you know, tallest, dullest Kardashian. She (laughs) tried to get me thrown out of a party because she thought I was stalking her. Wow. Were you? No, I actually wasn't. And I, it's weird because I have stalked other Kardashians. <laughs> this time, Let me guess. I was innocent. Is, like, it you- Chloe? Is, is it Chloe that you've stalked? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it would I, be. <laughs> I stalked um, 
Chloe and Courtney, when they took the Hamptons, I convinced my editor at the time I was working at a newspaper and I, me and my friend who I worked with, we were like, oh, we definitely need to go to the Hamptons and find the Kardashians and interview Hamptons people about whether they hate them. And we were like, he's going to laugh in our face. He's never going to let us take a day off work to go to the Hamptons in the middle of July. And he was just like, oh, yeah, definitely do that. I dr- we I'd like- read that, to be fair. Like, <laughs> it really so we balances did. out the beach cleaning job. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. But, and then, so we found them within like five minutes. We literally went to their store and they walked in, and it was right after Chloe got her new butt. So I had never seen. <laughs> I had never seen a fake butt in my life and I was just mesmerized because it comes to a point from the side and I'm not body shaming. Like I'm not like, this is not a value judgment. It just comes to a point. It's like a triangle. And I was like, how could someone's butt be like that? And then I started doing research and I learned everything there is to know about Brazilian butt lifts. But then anyway, two years later, I was, (laughs) I was at a fashion week party. um, And I was in this VIP section with some of my coworkers and I had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, I'm going to go downstairs and go to the bathroom. And I saw there was a really big line of people to come up the stairs. So I was like, never mind, fuck that. I don't feel like waiting in line. I'll just hold it. So I turned around and I started to run back up the stairs again. And this girl in front of me was like to someone in front of her, don't let her up here. She's a psycho. <laughs> and I was like, and I didn't realize it was Kendall. So I was just like, what are you talking about? I've been up here for like three hours. And I just kept going and I went all the rest of the way up. And then when I got all the way up there, I was like, something was weird about that. And I looked back and it was Kendall and she was with Bella Hadid and someone else too. I forget. So she tried to get me thrown out. I don't know if it was because she thought, I think she thought I was following her and I was going to like try to take a selfie with her or something like that. If I was the boring sister, I would insist loads of people were following me too. Yeah. It was just, yeah. you'd feel better <laughs> knowing that when you, uh-huh. I've, only, I've only been kicked out of one place and it's the Ivy and <laughs> because I had food poisoning and I couldn't stop shitting. And so I kept going into the bathroom and they thought I must've been on Coke. And rather than tell the bouncer, no, I'm afraid it's diarrhea. I let him believe that it was Coke and I allowed myself to be ejected from the pool. <laughs> How did you know yeah. you were pooping? That's, uh, so that's just put me in mind of something. When I, I, used, I used to run a bar in Islington and uh, there, there was sort of few regulars that drank in there. And one guy had at one time been using the urinal next to this Italian guy that used to drink in there and he said his dick was ridiculously big. <laughs> And so from there on in, every time he went into the toilet and he was using the urinal, he used to go into the cubicle and make sniffing noises as as if he was doing coke. So that uh, (laughs) that he didn't have to use the urinal next to (laughs) I have to say, like, since when have they been precious about people doing coke in the ivy? I know, right? It was a bad day for me. (laughs) It's like... It's one of the few restaurants where you will pay more for your food than you will for the Coke in your pocket. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it was a disappointing situation for all of us. Um, and to punish them, I stole something from the backgammon set. Yeah, who's laughing now? Yeah, <laughs> They got what they deserve. Exactly. Quite. I had meted out that punishment. Um, right. <laughs> now, Vix, I'm just thinking, like, when you poop, does it make sniffling noises? <laughs> <laughs> No, it, like is that? It's just me crying as well, <laughs> <laughs> just like... and like talking about your new startup idea. <laughs> <laughs> let, me talk, let me talk to you about 
about my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Embarrassing injuries. Ooh, I have one. Okay. And and this is a scoop. (laughs) One time my vagina swelled shut. Wow. <laughs> you as well. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I can't I'm always this. about goes, to talk about that. There goes that. my embarrassing injury story. <laughs> yeah. What? What? So I got a colposcopy. Do you guys know what that is? No. Okay. So it's when they think Pull. you might have HPV. <laughs> when they think you might have HPV, they go in and they slice a piece of your cervix with a hole puncher. Uh, out and it's not supposed to hurt and they but it did they do a biopsy on it I came back you know flying colors did not have <laughs> HPV but that would have been a really dark end to this story yeah <laughs> and also can, like get can you the, pass an and, STI test with flying colors I've never heard yeah. that before. <laughs> so Smash clean it. yeah but also like if you're listening to this and you've ever been offered Gardasil take it because you don't want this freaking procedure done the colposcopy it hurts so bad so they basically they told me it wasn't gonna hurt because that's what they always say because they're fucking assholes and they did it and I immediately passed out from the pain it hurts so bad because they're snipping off a piece of your organ like why would that not fucking hurt so they like basically slapped me awake and they were like what did you skip breakfast this morning and I was like yeah, but that's not why I passed out. No, I didn't skip. I was like, no, I did not skip breakfast. Like, you just lied to me about how this was going to feel. And I was bleeding. You're not supposed to bleed when that happens either. So it was really traumatic and awful. I had to have my friend shout out Jess, if you're listening. She picked me up from the gynecologist's office. Um, and I, it was very weird. They use this weird glue, this sealant to like seal the cervix that they removed to seal it up this doesn't oh. sound like a real place that you went <laughs> I, this is american this healthcare a scam? <laughs> like, this is just american gonna glue that back together yeah. just uh I, the nhs has got its problems <laughs> right like in the rest of the world when they think you have hpv they're just like oh we'll monitor that to see if it turns into cervical cancer over the course of 10 years but in the u.s they're like we need to laser out half of your cervix like because we'll make $500 doing that or something. So my friend picked me up. She brought me home. They put this fucking glue in there and the glue got really hard and started to fall out, which was really weird. But then the next day I was in the shower and I was like rub-a-dub-dub in it and my fucking vagina sealed shut. It was like a wall. Like I could not get in there. Can you believe that? Just from the trauma, I think. God, everything I've ever had put pushed into my cervix is really hurt as well. Like more than, and it's not really all everything. Pain. What? A, what? <laughs> yeah, Sam's like, got an I OnlyFans. She uh, <laughs> can plug it at the end. Like, the OnlyFans or whatever. Upwards um, <laughs> of sixty percent of these things have been medical, but it's like that. Pain, you know, like pressing down on your cuticle. It's a really unpleasant type of pain as well. I mean, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I don't really prefer it not to see a lot. So anyway, embarrassing injuries, eh? <laughs> there was this one time uh when my dick got glued shut Um, (laughs) it was uh i I have got an embarrassing injury actually uh a a drinking injury but um i this is a long long time ago i kind of woke up 
one morning I was like, I can't remember a huge amount of what happened last night. So I can remember that I'd been with someone early on in the evening. So I phoned them and I was, I'd, I'd, that was, I'd also woken up with blood all over my pillow. Um, so uh, I phoned th- this guy that I've been out drinking with and he's like, fuck it, you're like, yeah, what, what happened with you? And I said, what, what, what happened last night? I've woken up with a cut chin. He said, yeah, do you not remember? So we'd got the bus home. And uh, I had got off. I mean, I was a little shit and had like <laughs> abused a couple of people on the way off the bus, including the driver, and then missed the bottom step of the bus, fell off, <laughs> and smacked my chin on the pavement. I've oh, still right. got a slight scar oh. there, yeah. And uh, uh, some it absolutely served me right. But yeah, woke up the next day. I just couldn't remember what had happened. I really like, appreciate uh, you sort of your acknowledgement you deserved that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 100%. And the un- extremely unlikely event that the bus driver is listening and remembers. <laughs> I'd like to take this opportunity to apologise for my behaviour probably 25 years ago. Oh, they it's see pro- some things, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unacceptable behaviour. <laughs> Sam? Oh God! Embar- injuries. Yeah. Uh, I guess the <laughs> I guess the worst one. <laughs> this isn't even. This is a sober one, which makes it worse. Um, we had this uh, faulty toaster, and when you put it down, it wouldn't pop up. It would just stay down. Uh, anyway, I came into the kitchen, and the toaster was on fire, and. My first thought was, what do you do with fires? You put a wet rag over them. You don't do that with electrical fires. You absolutely don't do that. No. With... Oh, my God. <laughs> I, was that... like, I was nodding along. Then I was like, yeah, that is the appropriate course of action. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's a thing you do with some chip pan fires, I think. I think it's because I've only seen public safety films about chip yeah. pan fires. That used to be a much bigger issue than it is now. <laughs> yeah. Say what yeah, you I haven't like seen about- anyone use a chip pan for a long time. Say yeah. what you like about body positive, healthy eating, but you know, done yeah. away with that that issue. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But anyway, don't throw a, a wet tea towel over an electrical fire uh, because it turns out it just keeps burning. And so I had to grab a rag that was still burning and just throw it and burning my hands significantly in the process and I just had to throw I don't know why I did this but I threw it out the window (laughs) on fire on fire (laughs) and the sort of whoosh of oxygen that it got seemed to like ignite it more oh no and now this was in a first floor flat and the ground floor flat had a garden and it made their bush go on fire (laughs) A different kind of burning bush. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so they were all running out, throwing saucepans of water over it. I, 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 Did they know it was you? I mean, it was, there was only one flat, conceivably, a burning tea towel could have come from. And in that this flat situation. was also on fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but I think the thing is, yeah, my hand was burnt a bit, but it was more my confidence, I think, that took the, uh, the beating there but we just couldn't face confronting it so we just pulled down the shutters <laughs> closed the curtains and we didn't open them again until we left <laughs> what years later or the next day? <laughs> I think it was I think it was about three months later we just refused to acknowledge that we had neighbors at all <laughs> rather than confront what we'd done <laughs> 
Oh, man. Wow. Can I just say two things in response to that? Firstly, uh, do not put a wet towel on a... What, 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 was, the, what was the sentence you said there? It sounded like a Dolly Parton song. <laughs> Never put a on electrical fire. There we go. And also, I did something similar. I'd made myself some beans on toast um, and I was sort of sat down eating it, looking out the back window into my garden. And then I noticed that someone was having a bonfire in mm. like a garden out the back. So I sort of sat, you know, it's like when you're looking at a fire, just like staring into it, trancing out. And I was looking at it for about three or four minutes before I realised you can't actually see any of our neighbours' gardens <laughs> from my house. I then realised what had happened. I'd left the oven glove on the hob, which I hadn't turned off. That had gone up in flames. And what I'd been watching for the last three or four minutes was the reflection <laughs> like this. Like, oh, look, someone's having a bonfire. It's like, Fucking kitchen burning. Warm in here. <laughs> what an idiot. You put such a beautiful you put such a beautiful gauze on that terrible situation. Like, yeah, yeah. That speaks very oh, well. Three or four minutes of like blissful ignorance just sat there going, Oh look, someone's having a lovely fire. <laughs> oh dear me. Um well, well, um, we'll move on. <laughs> Right, it is local pubs or bars for Molly, because I don't know how long you've been in the UK. Are you, are you familiar with a local pub, Molly? I think so. I think it's pretty much the same as the American version, but there's no TVs and parents and kids drink together. <laughs> <laughs> that is a I like great, it. She's learning that's fast. A good, good synopsis. You've been to Weatherspoons. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, who amongst us hasn't? <laughs> oh, I really, sadly, I really do have a local. I can't even tell if this is funny or dark. Let's find out. We'll find out together. <laughs> okay, right. <laughs> uh, when we move, uh, when me and my partner moved moved into our new flat, we wanted to just check out the local pubs. Um, we couldn't go to the nearest one. Because the nearest one had been shut down by the council after the police were called to it uh, 27 times in three months. You're painting a picture. Um. (laughs) Sam, I've moved now. It will not be happening again. I mean, you know, I'm not like, you know, I've got limited respect for the police, but I can see how that was an issue. The The sort of next one along we went into uh, thinking, oh, this this might you know might be a cosy little local, and you know when you can tell outsiders aren't welcome, and it's the same sort of eight patrons, yeah, that frequent this pub every every single night, and uh, yeah, there's like a line between intimacy and going into someone's front room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we went up to the bar and we uh, ordered something or other, and he said, "Oh, you new round here." Yeah, yeah, we knew around here. Uh, it's rough, you know. Have you had your windows put through yet? Not no, yet. Not yet, but thank you for inquiring. Can't wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we kind of just take our dr- drink. We're still visibly being looked at by everyone else in the pub. Take our drinks, finish them reasonably quickly. Reasonably, yeah. Um, anyhow. Like they're visiting the pub again now. Yeah. <laughs> but um, about... I, bloody hell, that was a bit rough. We won't go there again. Um, but about a week later, it 
it was all barricaded up and it turned out that landlords had been using it as a free meeting space for white nationalists <gasps> oh my god oh my god and because obviously that's breweries don't like that which no. is <laughs> you know I approve <laughs> and they were trying to evict them but they barricaded themselves in and put far-right flags all over the outside of it imagine oh if you're in God. there at the time <laughs> just, just having you one drink yeah. <laughs> yeah. what do you mean imagine you're sharing the meal yeah. <laughs> well we thought we'd gone to a slightly ropey pub but no we'd gone to a den of nazis so <laughs> wow. well is that closed now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's never been open since since they got rid of them. There's a really nice one just a few few uh, hundred yards along though, and that that was that was a bit ropey, but it's it's perfectly pleasant. Yeah, uh, my local has a woman that sells DVDs out of a bag. That's uh, oh. that's my ropey local. That's quite that's... exciting. Porn. Who's buying DVDs? I know though? porn. Um, D- latest releases or back before you know in the before times and cigarettes <laughs> do you free cigarettes she came up to me i was like um i respect you as an entrepreneur but none of this for me thank you um no. and when they have funerals and stuff in there they hand the sandwiches and buffet around at the ends they don't do food but if you're Ooh. in there yeah they have like funerals in the pub. Um, roast potatoes on the bar in, on a yeah. Sunday afternoon. That's always a nice touch. It's amazing. Um, you, if you order a glass Sorry, of Molly, wine... did you just ask if we have funerals at the pub? Yeah. Just yeah. as a general rule of thumb, if it can happen, it will happen in a pub yeah. over here. So the actual ceremony is in a, a designated funeral place, but as with every British thing, afterwards there's the drinks. Win or lose, the, we're on the Does the body booze. come with? No. But um, well, not not not, not, uh, not to my knowledge. Not unless they died in the pub, in which case they will sometimes <laughs> just leave them there and bring the funeral to them. I once used to work behind the bar at a golf club, and uh, there was these four sort of old dudes that were there every night. And um, one one evening, they were sort of serving, and they were sort of sat there drinking. And all of a sudden, one of them went grey, like the colour just drained from his face, and he just sort of like slumped down on the bar like that. So they called an ambulance, and an ambulance turned up. And um, they sort of put him in the back and they said, oh, yeah, he's, had, he's had a cardiac arrest. We're going to take him to the hospital. <laughs> Literally 30 seconds later, one of the other blokes went, tight bastard, will do anything to get out of fire. <laughs> he died doing what he loved. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like uh, all the other regulars got to move one seat yeah, on the exactly. bar stool. <laughs> Right, um, we've got time probably for like one very quick fire round. So I'm going to stir the balls a bit quicker in honour of that situation. And it is your most competitive moment. Look at you all pretending you're not competitive. I love it. Well, I, I'm i a Capricorn, so I'm mostly competitive with myself. And it's <laughs> torture. <laughs> so over the summer of the pandemic, this past summer, I decided to go sober and vegan just because you hate yourself, <laughs> right? Like, I don't know what I was thinking. It was crazy. And, you know, I lasted like two and a half months. Wow. And then after um, the weather got a little colder, I was like, I just need like a steak pie and a Guinness. Mm. But I guess that also, yeah, I guess that was my most competitive moment of recent years. That's helped, you know, mm. that helped, I'm sure. It's a pretty amazing achievement. A lot of Guinnesses. A lot of Guinnesses are free range happy because she didn't drink them. It's fine. Yes. I think that's how it works. Is that is that right? Uh, Definitely. Guinness is vegan I was, now, by the way. 
you can eat. Oh yeah, they used to have like fish bladders yeah. in it or something. Yeah, they used to use icing glass oh, yeah. and Guinness is it's now vegan. So Grouch is vegan. I remember that from uh not that I was ever. I was gonna say was that important <laughs> USP for you, Paul? <laughs> we don't know, I might be vegan. I... It's, I I've been I'm vegetarian for a long time actually. Twice. For how long? <laughs> well, once probably from sort of let me think about this from 14 to 21 so what's that seven years and then again more recently about four years yeah, were, yeah. You, were you that teenager 14 i don't even know what that means but yeah <laughs> i was a big smiths fan so um it figures you yeah you knew you said i don't know what that means and then you were like you volunteered the smiths you knew exactly what it meant <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the couple of ways that can go. As a sport fancier, Sam, I thought you'd have a competitive moment. This surprises me. Oh gosh, I hadn't even thought about it in um, in sporting terms. I've got loads of really bitter sporting moments. I mean, this (laughs) this happened on on social media actually yesterday when I I said I just realised that I'd always thought of Bristol Rovers as a bit Tory and I couldn't work out why and <laughs> I know it, exactly what you mean <laughs> but yeah yeah I've always just thought yeah Bristol Rovers don't like that bit Tory and I, I really examined my attitude on that and it turns out they beat my club Everton in a cup tie 21 years ago <laughs> oh and you've not let it go <laughs> really not let it I don't think think Bristol's a particularly sort of Tory place, really. It's it's quite sort of. It absolutely isn't, but I feel the same about um, the part of uh, the part of Stoke with Port Vale in it. And again, it's a cop. (laughs) It's got got that kind of energy. I I think the worst thing I can think to call someone is a Tory. So I find Bristol Rovers and Port Vale incredibly Tory for knocking us out in a penalty shootout and a replay that really hurt okay i still haven't forgiven bob the builder for beating westlife to number one for christmas <laughs> and, uh, 16 years ago i can't i no, you need to let that go no, i bought both like a side and b side i bought two tapes of westlife i had two b sides of that i did my bit where were the yeah. other westlife fans that's all i'm mm. asking where were they we had one job Bob the Builder. <laughs> right, anyway, um that's Incidentally, Robson and Jerome kept Pulp's common people off number one. That's, that's right. so much cooler. <laughs> no, 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 I feel All right, I'm you were a cooler teenager. Sure. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm still mad because honestly, Westlife What Makes a Man, still a banger. Anyway, um let's go around and talk about where we can find everyone while I work out the scores, it won't take long. Um <laughs> Sam, where can we find you for more of this absolute gold? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I'm at Sam White on Twitter, W-H-Y-T-E. There should be a new podcast with uh, my friend Kelly Wells uh, out by the end of this month. We've got lots of editing to do, but there should be. Exciting. Can you tell us the name or is it not decided? Uh, Oh, the the name is a football reference that not everyone will get. It's not specifically a football podcast, but it's called uh, Big Mick Energy. Nice. (laughs) Big Mick Energy? Yeah, there's a football manager called Mick McCarthy that we're both very enamoured of. Oh, he's cool, man. Yes, great calves. Uh, Not that that's... (laughs) That's not relative. Okay, Molly, what about you? What can we find you on? 
So you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Molly Molshine. A lot of people ask me in the UK for some reason if that's a fake name, but it's not. It's real, unfortunately. Molshine has one L. And please listen to my podcast, Diva Behavior. Vix was on it last week. I was. Talking about WAGs, the football WAGs of 2006 and beyond. Um, and it was great. I mean, I think it really blew a lot of people's minds, mine included. We treated so. it like a dissertation chat. It, it went I real know. deep. <laughs> I always want my podcast to be funny and it becomes so serious. And like, but whatever. I, I If you like really, really serious discussions of pop culture. <laughs> About Victoria Beckham yeah. Cheryl Cole. Check out Diva Behavior. That sounds amazing. Not going to lie. <laughs> and Paul, what about you? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Paul McCaffrey Comedian or uh, Twitter at Paul McCaffrey's because I think it's good to sort of uh, have different things to confuse people. Uh, yeah, we love that. Different handles. <laughs> and I have a podcast that I do with Sean Walsh called What's Upset You Now? And that's out weekly, 15 minute episodes. And uh, I'm also do a podcast with Radio X called The Brit Podcast, which I do with George Lewis, all about Brit pop. Oh. Different musical guest on every week. We've had like Peter Hook, Groetta, Clint Boone from the In Spiral Carpets. Um, we just interviewed Nigel uh, Clark from Dodgy this morning. So oh, that's, that, that's, yeah. Just remembered that Groetta was on the X Factor. Like, she she wasn't like a Brit pop icon. She's amazing. And then was treated oh. like the, the Tesco Mary. Not not acceptable. It wasn't enough Jesus respect. Great. Anyway, oh, yeah. What's about Clint Boone? And he was lovely. So I will. Oh, what a sweetheart! That. It's really good. And he at the end of it, he did um a he, he did this is how it feels for us. Oh it's God, amazing. bless that. Yeah, yeah. So so cool. Yeah, don't listen to my podcast. Listen to that. Um. <laughs> <laughs> This when is, you finish listening to me this has been an absolute joy paul you are the winner um oh my word i have not won anything in my life oh well you've won comedy arcade there's no prize it's just glory oh. but um it was a really close run race actually because i really enjoyed everybody's anecdotes so um wow i got my vagina sealed shut for nothing <laughs> oh, no. i don't think this was why you got your <laughs> that wasn't what you were thinking when you went to that backstreet gynecologist don't try and blame us um anyway you are all free to go thank you for playing the comedy arcade and thank you to the listeners for listening you can catch us again next week thanks for listening to the comedy arcade there'll be a new episode next thursday with new balls and new guests if you liked it like us any way you can and subscribe and tell all your friends. Also, tell us. We're in all the usual places on all the social media. And if you didn't like it, I've been Alison Spittle. This is Wheel of Misfortune. It's similar, but it's not the same. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.